Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. It's another draft video. This time, it's the guy who's doing the draft videos showing me his draft how are you joe i'm i'm well um yeah thanks for um having me on on this particular program because I'm, I'm used to being the other side i'm used to asking people what's in their team and asking questions like why have you got x player and now your turn i'm meeting the manager you could say mm. Mm, very yes, good indeed. yep yep very exciting uh yeah interesting team that you've got you've got some great um stats on some of that um as well mm. uh joe obviously one of the top managers i'd say although oh that that never finished outside the top 100k just oh. just inside. You know, i was a few i was a few hundreds and but i was going into that final game week of the season at about 119k mm. so going up 19k was quite an achievement considering a lot of teams were quite similar um but yeah just just missed out but i am consistently a top 101k manager top, <laughs> top 101k is a new yeah top 100K. that's the new thing absolutely yeah um yeah so uh anyone who doesn't know joe does the scout cast um along with andy um, and seb uh, which is every tuesday also does the captain mm -hmm. video uh, with tom on mondays and yeah you're one of the the old guard, Joe, you, Mark, mm. Granville, you were the guys, yeah. uh, you know, still still going strong, still enjoying FPL? Yeah, still. Yeah, they, I'm, I'm going to say over the 14 years, there's been times when I haven't, mm. but I have done recently. Um, and I about the middle of last season, when it got really bad, it went, sometimes you have to go really low to go really high again. And, and I really enjoyed the final few um, game weeks of last season a lot. And I've enjoyed, I enjoyed the season before that as well, because I had a, terrible start um and it was like four or five million or something in the world and i and i clawed my way back into the top 100k then so you know i've got you know those those kinds of things keep you going those sort of uh personal um uh, achievements if you can if you can uh, get there but yeah top 10k this season definitely yep it's gonna happen and if uh if anyone doesn't know uh joe is basically the reason why i'm i'm sat here uh doing these streams because uh oh. if you remember joe we met at a scout camp uh mm. many many years ago um yeah. we got chatting because we both went to kent university mm -hmm. and then a few months later you sent me a, a message asking if i wanted to go on the on the scout cast and the yeah. rest is the rest is history the so, rest is history indeed yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. old so, days oh you oh you a great deal i think to be mm. to be say um let's talk uh, about your team just before we do that let's have a mm. quick look um at the fantasy football scout members area um so joe obviously is uh Big, big into stats, uh, lots mm. into tables. Joe has created the most popular table um, in the Fantasy Football Scout uh, members area, which is the goals imminent table, which I'm sure a lot of you uh, know about. Um, if you're not aware, um, Scout memberships will massively help you this season. If you're not a member of Scout, uh, it's a great time to sign up and start looking at previous season stats. And then obviously as the stats keep going, you can create your own tables, look at all these stats that you can stick in. There are literally hundreds. You can check every single aspect of your players. Um, and then you can make an amazing table like the goals imminent table, which is on the screen. Yeah, I was, um, when, right when that when that when that feature came in, it was a real game changer mm. for me because it it's so it's so um, I, I quite because I'm quite sad. The, I quite enjoy 
um, when you, you're making a table and you put these various criteria and say, oh, you know, maximum this and minimum that and only 10 starts and must have at least three goals and all these types of things. And then you click that button when it's done and then you see, wow, who is top yeah, of that? Yeah. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it'll be, oh, Salah or Kane or something like that. But sometimes it's like, who? Jesse Lingard. And, and it will be these types of players that will merge. Um, and they can be the secret to doing well. They can be the differential, getting getting them before um, they actually haul. So, um, yeah, uh, enjoy that quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, the, the eye test is always something that people talk about, you know, watching games and, and you know, watching matches, looking to see where players are, all that kind of stuff. But you can't beat the stats, can you, yeah. really? And, and like you say, these tables, being able to filter by different things and check different stuff, it's, it's kind of the, the best way of getting ahead, I think. In yeah, world. definitely. Well, the, the stats are just... Uh, in number form, what we're seeing with our eyes. It's all the same thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. So check out Fensible Scout, um, become a member. You can create all your own tables as well. Try and knock Joe off his, uh, his perch as the highest rated table um, on there. I think you have some doing that. You're, you're well far ahead um, in terms of votes um, on there. But yeah, you never know. Might be I've, I've won the tables. Won. Not FPL, but I've won the tables. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, right. Without further ado, let's get into your team. Uh, so your team, there's a few interesting uh, picks here, uh, which we'll discuss. A few notable omissions as well. Um, it's Saar in goal. It's Cancelo, Chilwell, Trent and Diogo Dallo. Very interesting. Uh, Rashford, double United. Uh, Salah captain, Luis Diaz, uh, my boy, Bruno Gamiresh is in there. Uh, and then Kane and Gabriel Jesus up front. Um, and the classic bench of a four million goalkeeper, Caballero, um, Andreas Pereira, Nico Williams, and the uh, man in form for Aston Villa preseason. Uh, mm. 4.5 million forward, Archer. With nothing yeah, in the on bank. target, Archer. On target, um, Archer. I just want, want to point out before we get into the, the meat of this team, um, I have picked Caballero. I could have picked uh, any Southampton four million goalkeeper i love their jerseys i call it the electronic trifle it's this amazing color scheme and it's uh it's all like pixelated uh they're great jerseys <laughs> is that is that how you pick your four million goalkeeper that's jerseys? how i pick my four million goalkeeper <laughs> who hopefully i will never have to play yep absolutely um so talk a bit about the team i mean you know from doing the scout cast with you over the years and and talking about you know we've, we've talked about early drafts you know throughout the season you're a big price point man mm. aren't you? it's what you always talk about your only your only teams always looking for structure always looking to be able to move between players if they kind yeah. of take form yeah yeah i'm guessing you see this as a flexible team in which you can do that yeah yeah there's there's two ways there's the sort of the pre-season version and the once the season starts so pre-season what you want to do is when when you've got these pre-season friendlies going on so uh uh nunez might score for uh four goals for liverpool for example or uh jesus might uh emerge as uh you know never stop scoring um, in friendlies, you want to sort of better, better move on to those players. So there's a few prices here. The 8 million midfielder, lots of choice. Madison, Mount, Luis Diaz, Foden, Mark. I mean, it just goes on. Um, I'm going to pick one. <laughs> I don't know which one, but I'm going to pick one. I like having that place there. You can just move them on, you know, the next next day after the preseason. Friendly, you just oh, put Maris in. Maris was in this team. If you, we'd have done this interview two days ago, I'd have had Maris in. But mm. I've sort of moved to Diaz now. It might be Mara's again. Um, and, and the same with the defence, I think, as well. I think this season you need... The defence is always underpriced. Alexander-Arnold is a 10 million, 11 million player, but he's 7.5. Brilliant. Um, and I'm always looking for value as well. So um, that's why um, I like uh, players like Jesus. I think I think he could be undervalued. Mm. 
Um, and so, yeah, I'm looking at structure there. I'm looking at easily moving them around. And I know we'll talk about attackers a bit later, but Kane and Haaland is a classic example of that. Haaland, it's emerging that he joined City because he will get rests. So I'm thinking Kane never rests and he's got great first fixture. Why not go with him at the moment? But I might switch that to Haaland. But we'll talk about that in a bit, I think. We will indeed, yeah. I mean, let's, let's just quickly on, on formation. I mean, 3-4-3 three, three is now truly dead. I mean, when we when we played, when we started playing and in all the early scout cars, the thought of even not having 3-4-3 three, three was completely yeah. alien to us. And we've started seeing a bit more of a shift towards midfield. Um, but this season, it seems to be the defence is where the value yeah. is and where a lot of people are going. Uh, quite a few people I've, I've done these videos with and you have as well have gone for five at the back, for example. Mm. That's becoming almost the template this season mm. is five at the back. I'm not massively sold on five at the back. I think you share the same kind of sentiment yeah. as me because it reduces that flexibility, right? Yeah, it's completely inflexible because often it involves having one striker up top. So is that Jesus, Kane, Haaland, Callum Wilson, uh, and, and so on. There's too many uh, choices there. While I think that 3-4-3 three, three is perhaps, I don't rule it out completely um, as the season goes on, but I think 4-3-3 three, three is something that people are neglecting. Um, and I think that is, a, is an intriguing option. I still, still still think there's room for having three strikers, mm. especially with the likes of Jesus, Haaland, Kane. And of course, there's um, cheap ones, uh, Undev at, um, at Brighton. Um, there could be there could be quite a few in that bracket who, who are quite cheap. The Palace strikers are quite cheap. They could all emerge and it's quite good to have place there. So... Yeah, I'm wondering if this season we might see the death of the midfielder who isn't the, you know, the big, the the big lads, you know, the mm. Salas, the Sons. But are we going to see the end of those sort of seven million midfielders, really? Why have them when you can get Alexander-Arnold and Robertson? Interesting. So we might see a resurgence of the forwards, you're Britain. Mm. I mean, it'd be It'd very be. different to, to last season well, when it was well, it, it, The narrative of last season was the death of the striker. Mm. There was, um, But that was that was because if you look at each of the teams, they all they either bought poorly, like Chelsea getting Lukaku back in, or they didn't, they were they had elderly strikers or they they got strikers that are they're getting older um, or, or, the, or they went with a false nine like Man City. So Man City, strikerless. Um, then you've got um, the likes of um, Brentford emerging. So Tony was a bit of an anomaly, really. There weren't a lot of him, but there could be more of them. Boris could have could have those as well this season. You've got Mitrovic, really prolific last season, and so I think there should be so much more choice this season. So I don't I don't rule out three at top. Nice. Nice. Um, let's we'll get into forwards a bit later, like you said. Let's start at the back, though. Uh, you've gone for Saar, which is an interesting mm. one because I haven't seen him in, in too many drafts. Obviously, no. Mendy's there at five, which is uh, mm. tempting a lot of people. All people are going down to 4.5s, Reyes and Melier and that kind of stuff. You've gone for Saar, started the season amazingly well last year. Wolves kind of dipped off towards the end um, a little bit. You're backing them to get back to their defensive best, though. Yeah, definitely. Um, Wolves have the best fixtures, according to the fixture ticker, uh, for game weeks one to six. Um, so they've got Leeds, Fulham, and then they've got Tottenham. So that's a, a tricky one. And uh, then Newcastle, Bournemouth and Southampton. So it's a great run of fixtures. Then, but people are looking at seven and eight when you've got City and Liverpool. So that's about the worst fixtures you can get. It's going to be a lot of saves, though. And Sam makes a lot of saves. And so I don't mind getting a play, um, a goalkeeper against tough sides if I think they're going to get a lot of points. And we've mm. seen that time and again. You see a goalkeeper against a top side 
and if they and if they can do well um and they can and they can you know they're going to concede but if they can keep the goals down they can keep they can rack up maybe three extra points from saves alone and then that's going to bring bonus as well so you can end up with a you know a good seven to ten point return from these types of goalkeepers anyway um there's a variety of goalkeepers i'm looking at and i look at in the members area there's minutes per save that's a really useful metric and there's another one xg expected goals prevented so basically how good they are <laughs> whether they're actually preventing goals or not absolutely top of minutes per save is meslier so he is in my thoughts as well and leads early fixtures are pretty good actually so I, I don't rule meslier out if i want to go for a 4.5 the only problem is expected goals prevented is yeah. awful um <laughs> he well according to the stats he literally costs leads 15 goals unbelievable how how poor his his so is. um schmeichel is next in minutes per save um and at a uh, save every 25 minutes and Mesley save every 23 minutes and Schmeichel not at the moment but Leicester's fixtures if we're looking at the fixture um ticker Leicester have the second best fixtures between game weeks 9 and 16 which is when I'll probably be wildcarding so I I've got my eye on Schmeichel in game week 9 <laughs> so anyway that's then um uh, De Gea at 5 minutes everyone's forgotten about Dave saves but a minutes per save, uh, save every 26.3 minutes. He also saved, he himself saved nearly three goals. So three, he, there were three almost certain goals against Manchester United that he saved. So he's in the plus. Meslier's minus 15. So that puts it into context. Um, and Sars in there as well. He's got a, a save every 26.6 minutes. So he's in this bunch of really good I'm going to say the word savalicious, savalicious wow. goalkeepers. Um, <laughs> and he's plus is plus 8.5. So nearly nine goals. He himself uh, through his skills um, saved there. So there's the, the chances of clean sheets because of him. Therefore, chances of bonus as well. So Sars is sort of a placeholder there. Don't rule Pickford out. 4.5. He's had a price reduction because Everton were pants last season. Who knows if they will be this season? And then Raya. Uh, everyone's gone for Raya. Um, but he is Brentford and it's, yeah, he's 4.5 minutes per save, one every 27.6 minutes, but it's not as good as all those other goalkeepers I've just mentioned. Um, and he actually costs, uh, Brentford a seventh of a save. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so a, a seventh of a goal, I should say. So, um, I don't know what that means. That entails that that's looking at stats too far, but yeah, Ray is in the mix, but so a bunch of other goalkeepers. It's, that's why I put Sar in. Think about them, I think. Yeah, I mean, sorry, sorry is uh, firstly, I just don't think everyone going to hear the word save again after that. Um, save delicious, almost like you've joined like, the black eyed peas, like yeah. going on from Fergie. Save delicious. Like <laughs> save delicious. Yeah. yeah, so Joe says, oh, definitely save delicious. Melier, the most save delicious of, of all of them. Mm. Um, I think the goalkeeper split is, is going to be interesting this season. I think pricing Mendy down at five is, is an intriguing one because it's yeah. it's making people want to, you know, pay a bit more. I'm even seeing people with no Edison in their side at, at 5.5. Mm. Who you haven't yeah. talked about, but if you want, you know, if you if you want to save a bit of money on Cancelo, maybe you just want to cover those Man City clean sheets. There's Edison as well, so yeah, loads of loads of opportunity in, yeah. in goal. Um, that's kind of the the one position where we're not really seeing this kind of clear. Yeah, if, if Man City didn't have Cancelo, who is goal delicious or goal involvement expected goal involvement delicious rather, um, then yeah, Edison would be my thoughts. But what I I think Cancelo's worth that extra bit. Yeah, over there. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, moving into defence then, a couple of interesting picks here. Um, Chilwell and Dallow in particular. I mean, you've gone mm. for Chilwell over, over James. 
interesting one. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, expected goal involvement when they're on the pitch. James Trump's Chilwell, but just like bums on seats, points on the board. <laughs> Chilwell is top. Um, so if you look at points per match, this is anyone could do this. Just look at the FPL site and sorted by points per match. Big defenders, top of the tree there is Chilwell. Um, so he's getting 7.9 points per match, which is more than a certain Alexander Arnold, who's 6.5, and Robertson, 6.4, and Cancelo, 5.6. Chilwell is the best for that metric there, if we think he's going to play. So his competition is Alonso. Um, James' competition is whoever um, the, the manager puts there, because there's a whole bunch of people, but he can be moved into central defence as well. Um, also, I did own James for periods last season. I think I got one of his hauls, hmm. um, missed a whole bunch of others, and I had him for that run of like nothing. So I I think Chill has been neglected and doesn't show up on a lot of metrics because people just look at total points. And of course, he, he only, I think he, six games I six think he games. started Chilwell, yeah. um so if you look at points per match how much he scored when he was on the pitch Chill was the best so at the moment he's in there his competition is Alonso I think Chill was feel a bit favored over Alonso taking a gamble there um yeah I yeah I think he I think he's a, he's a great option but yeah I don't rule James out be interesting to know what happens with with Chelsea centre-backs rumors that they're the Kunde's coming in mm. um now you know more centre-backs means less chance probably of James playing in that mm. centre-back position keeps him out on the right wing wing back I like them both I just don't think you can go wrong with either of the Chelsea nah. backs and obviously really I, popular I will not go into game week one without one of them no. <laughs> yep talking about Dallow then mm. is this a pre-season bandwagon it, you've bought into it, well who were the, the most undervalued team last season packed full of goals great defense really cheap they were in everyone's side consistently from game one to 30 who was the best side last season for that with consistently cheap consistently cheap offerings in defense and attack and midfield and getting getting points when i say attack i mean attacking midfielders arsenal Exactly, Arsenal mm. underpriced because their previous season was awful. So FPL will look at quite right. They will look at previous season, absolutely terrible. Right, we'll price them like that. Saka, hmm, yeah, six million or so, and so on. Yeah, four point five million defenders put them in, um, and they were great value consistently. Uh, Rams, Ramsdale, four point five, and and so on across the midfield. Martinelli and uh, Akechi as well, um, great value. Manchester United, I think, are this season's Arsenal. They had an absolutely awful season last season. They've been uh, justifiably priced accordingly because of that. But because of that, we think, I think, and many other people, and certainly Manchester United fans will hope, um, that they can replicate some kind of form from their previous seasons. So if you look at the 2021 season, so, um, so, so that was the Fernandez season, basically. Mm. Expected goal involvement across that season, yeah, 25, so the most. Second, Rashford. Uh, but he's now 6.5. So he's basically potentially a sort of a 7.5, 8 million midfielder who's 6.5. Massive pay cut, um, uh, sorry, price cut for him there. So I think there could be value there. Sancho is someone I'm, I'm looking at as well. And, oh, yeah, I am looking at pre-season. I mean, they, so Sancho, Martial, and Rashford are looking like a great front three and the manager clearly likes them. They're pressing, they're, they're running, they're making an effort. <laughs> um, they're scoring, they're assisting um, and their goals look like proper team goals. There's a lot of passing going on. That's why I like Rashford. 
Darlow as well is emerging as a first choice, I would imagine, there by the looks of it. He's also looking um, more attacking. There's a lot of attack down that flank. Um, and he's 4.5. So I, th I think they've been potentially either well-priced or underpriced. They certainly haven't been overpriced. No. And so I, you know, what a 4.5 defender, there's plenty of choice in there I can move on to. Um, Rashford, plenty of choice in the 6, 6.5 bracket i think for for midfielders or emerging um potential in that bracket so yeah that's why i'm going for them so yeah despite um brighton losing in 1983 fight fair break up final to manchester united i'm not a, i'm not i'm not afraid or averse to get them into my side this season that reminds my, my dad of that my my dad has always hated roy Keane because he thought yeah. he played in that in that game and injured one of the brighton players and he, he, Did didn't, he? he didn't even play <laughs> must have been a child i know he didn't even play yeah. he, he, he hated him for years and then i i, I watched i was like dad i don't think he was around in 1983 <laughs> way before yeah. his time was, like, was, oh. uh, for, for those watching it's uh there's a line and smith must score that was yep. the famous line from that yeah uh, he he didn't, and then we lost the replay. <laughs> yeah, oh, when, it, when it was back in the replay, back in the replay days. Yeah, my, my dad still isn't over that, so that's that's the pain of being a, a Brighton fan. Um, does uh, does Ronaldo um, his impact impact your decision on Rashford? Do you think if Ronaldo does come back in the team, gets a lifeline, Ten Hag says he's going to play him and start him, would that make I, you kind of I reconsider that? I can't. Ronaldo, I can't see how Ronaldo fits into the what seeing in pre-season friendly and what we know about that manager mm. so far i just can't see how that works where where it could work is perhaps bringing him on like last 20 minutes just unleash ronaldo on a, a tired legs oh he'd love that wouldn't he being a being a super sub and, and and i think that could be the way to do it but i just think um you need you need um you need an attack that gels and i think um you, you, there's no room for one superstar who who will hog the ball um and you need you need a bit of you basically don't need someone of his age <laughs> and style there it just, just doesn't work and that's probably why i understand they're trying to get rid of him and it's why he is keen to go and but he's such a superstar uh that's a difficult proposition it's a big it's a big thing for ten Hag, isn't it to, to deal with and his first kind of i mean yeah. ajax obviously a big club but to go to united and deal with ronaldo the biggest superstar in world football is um yeah it's a it's a big I'm really just know what happens with that I mean I agree with you I think I can't see a way into him a way into the team for him no um but equally it's Ronaldo and you never well, really know if I'm wrong with my six point five midfielder and my four point five defender I will move on mm. perhaps I'll get Lewis Dunk from Brighton who is also very kindly priced perhaps I'll get a, a, a Tommy Asu or mm. Ben White from Arsenal there's so much choice in the four point five defender so I don't worry about that. 6.5 or perhaps i'll move down perhaps i'll get martinelli he's arsenal have got great fixtures perhaps i'll move down a bit further perhaps neto shows his, his worth um and i'll and I'll, I'll get him for whatever he costs which is less than 6.5 um and i say whatever he costs as in whatever he costs by the time i decide i want to move mm. ashford on if i do so that's what i'm thinking of i'm going back to that you know the start of the looking at um price points and looking at structure the reason is is because i'm always looking for an escape and if i don't have to escape them great and if I do, I want to have options. I don't want to be getting a player in. There's just no one else I can sort of replace them yeah. with. Yep. Um, Bruno Gamerish is in there. He's yeah, 
a bit of a hero for me last well, season. Well, definitely a hero. Yeah, you got on him quick because I, I, be, I believe his previous team, he played more of a sort of central midfield mm. role. And then Newcastle, he was like, whoa, he was like uh, the, the Manchester United Bruno. He was he was scoring, assisting just the best player on the pitch. Um, you picked up on that quick and that's why you got a lot of points towards the end of the season with him. Um in pre-season, it's very yeah. I don't know who they're playing, Gateshead or someone like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's he's getting apologies, he's Gateshead getting, fans. He's, not apologies, <laughs> but you know, there's a, there's a gulf between um, uh, Newcastle and Gateshead currently, um, and so I think uh, I think he will do well. People uh, remember when Man City got taken over, and suddenly they had really good players. Suddenly you had players like um, Stephen Ireland and people like that who were you know just great FPL options because. They were quite, you know, that's when 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 City was sort of being taken over. They were getting better. They were getting better team, and new, that's Newcastle as well. I mean, they're, I love that of all the players, Man City side, you went with Stephen Island. <laughs> Don't you remember? I mean, I remember he was him. Great, he, was, he was such a fantastic FPL option. I'm not saying necessarily in you know real in real life, but for for one season he was incredible. Um, and, and Bruno Guimaraes is, is is the same there in terms of goal involvement. Him and Callum Wilson. Uh, roughly share about 50% of goals each. Bruno Gomez is 46% of goal involvement. That's the same as Kane, his goal involvement for Spurs. So that's the sort of level you're talking there. He had 11 starts last season um, and uh, got five goals. Um, and um, yeah, so, and, he, and he's got assist potential as well. Six million. So like him. I'm pretty sure Stephen Ireland was there when they took over, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, he's been. Yeah, he's always there, <laughs> just hovering around. And um, but yeah, he was. I, I just used him as an example of around that time before the City fans um, look at the chron uh, the chronology of, uh, of of that of that time. Um, um, it's still it, it's just a, a time when City were getting better. Yeah, you know, they're, the they're building. Yeah, Bellamy came in and people yeah, yeah. and players like that. Yeah, yeah, and and it's like. Bruno was that kind of marquee signing for, for mm. Newcastle, right? Like they, they, um, City bought bought a lot of random players. I mean, Joe came in. Do you remember him? Like Bellamy yeah. came in. They had Les Scotts and and all these guys. And then, oh, yeah. but gradually the quality. You know, when Silver came in, Aguero, and, yeah. and suddenly they just that's exactly mm. what's going to happen with Newcastle. They're going to yeah, be yeah. right. Oh, up exactly. There, right yeah. up there soon. Yeah. Um, let's talk about your forwards then. So no Haaland. No. Uh, now, Kane is in. Interesting. Mm, yeah, that that's currently tomorrow. Two days time, Harland will be in. Kane won't be in. I like. Uh, I've I played around with different um, um, formations, uh, and I want that premium option. I want the option to get a premium striker in. Um, and so uh, Harland. The problem with Harland is that one of the reasons he joined City, which is being reported, is that he wanted to have his minutes managed. Um, he didn't want to be flogged. Uh, on the pitch and he felt that could have happened elsewhere so and obviously the Premier League is tough as well very physical league so I'm not convinced he hasn't had a single minute pre-season yet there are a few matches to go um, obviously Pep has got options there I don't know whether he's going to start if it's looking like he is going to start against West Ham he might come in mm. but then he might be dropped against Bournemouth and I don't know we don't know yet because it's all unknown Kane is not unknown Kane is an elite striker who plays every minute. He might get a rest in the last five minutes this time around. But um, yeah, Kane is the safe option and he plays Southampton first. He's, um, I have got the captaincy on Salah currently, but Kane is a great mm. captaincy option as is Son. Um, yeah, Son, yeah, people, I've seen 
so many drafts and so many without Spurs <laughs> and, and their best players as well. Yeah, I mean, Son is a consideration. I mean, De Bruyne as well. Is he? I mean, you've got no Man City attack, really. Like, if say, say Kane does well against Southampton, you're going to be a bit reluctant to sell him. Spurs have yeah, good fixtures. Just keep him. What do you do about, what do you do about City then in that Bournemouth? In that well, Bournemouth I am awaiting Mares. And so the reason is because the competition has 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 gone down. Jesus isn't there anymore. Um, obviously, Sterling's gone. Not direct competition, but um, there's less attacking options there. So Mares should be that first choice there um, on on the right wing. But um, is his pressing play good enough to be on the pitch at the same time as Haaland, whose pressing play may not be good enough? And so will Pep. I mean, this is something Luke will look at, <laughs> and I imagine he's got his wall charts uh, already Definitely. planned for this. But in terms of pressing, will Pep, because he likes combinations, will he like Vares Haaland combination, or will he dislike that combination? In which case, the games that Haaland is dropped, perhaps Mares comes in and there's a false nine or a, a Vares place. It's all up in the air. We don't know. So I need to see more. Um, but I would like to put Mares. He's currently my favourite 8 million midfielder but um the x minutes fans will be pulling their hair out because will you get those minutes it's, it's amazing it's, they've they've basically sold two direct competition in sterling mm. and and uh jesus and he's still yeah. we're still not sure if he's gonna if he's gonna play he's just on a new contract as well yeah. you know another couple of years he should yeah. be you you know but we know what pep does with, with mara yeah. never I mean, never sure but the same token of having kane in for harland i've got diaz in for um um for Mares uh, currently at the moment because I think Diaz is a safe option. Liverpool have great fixtures. He is the Mane replacement. Mane is no longer there, so therefore his minutes should be better. And he was great the last last part of the season. And I'm assuming he will be this time. There's plenty of other players to move on to if he's not. Um, so so Diaz is there. But yeah, I would like to put Mares in. Foden's not someone I'm particularly interested in. Grealish could be mm, seven. So I, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I I I would love for Grealish to have a strong season mm. this this year. Yeah. I mean it's. He's got to really, hasn't he? I mean, Sterling leaving really frees up that left-hand spot for him to make it his own, but just didn't deliver last year at all. No, we we had um, uh, on these first draft videos, I think it was, it was Late Riser was on, but I was listening to something he was saying the other day, uh, which was quite interesting about seconds. He was talking about some analysis someone had done on Twitter about second season syndrome with Pep. And basically, they play a certain amount of minutes, say, you know, 1,000, 12, uh, 1,200 minutes, um, in their first season there, while he, they get used to him, he gets used to them. Second season, that pretty much doubles and their output doubles. And we've seen it time and again with the likes of, say, Foden, Silver, Cancelo, uh, and the list goes on. And Grealish could be there. And it's usually their sort of their marquee signings. So Grealish hmm. didn't get the starts last season, but could it be Grealish, Haaland, Mahrez as the favoured three? It could be. <laughs> yeah. We don't know yet. And then where does Foden play? It's, it's, mm, exactly. It's, it's, Foden will play somewhere. Yeah. It's really interesting because <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't feel like they've got a huge amount of, of depth, particularly at fullback with, you know, with um Zinchenko leaving for Arsenal and, you know, Cucurella, we really don't want him to go as Brighton fans, but I think that's probably inevitable if they offer Well, if, if they can pay fifty million, then yeah. then he will go, because that's yeah. what they're asking for, because they they're valuing him at the same 
was surprised to say Ben White, who went to Arsenal. He's a good long-term option. Yeah. He was our player of the season last season. Yeah, he's got four and he's got years, great hair. So. Four, four years on his contract and great hair. Well, you know, that's what, yeah. you, get for, that's what you get for. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yep, Joe, amazing as always. Uh, I think we will call it there. We've gone through pretty much everyone. Um, interesting on the United picks. I think, yeah, I think people are getting excited about them pre-season and, you know, you always have to have a measure of caution. But at the same time, you know, they, they have got a decent run of fixtures to start the season. There is clearly a, a manager bounce at the moment. Yeah. They're, they're, you can just tell from the way they, they're starting and they are cheap. So, yeah. like you say, they, these are things that you need to consider and, you know, get some differentials in to kind of beat this really yeah. strong template. Yeah, you don't you don't have to, I mean, you don't have to spend big with them. It's not, it's not a big gamble. Oh, will this 6.5 midfielder work? Well, if he doesn't, then move on. That's it. It's not like, oh, will this 12 million player um, fit in? It's not like, you know, it's not, a, it's not, a, you know, a template ruining side um, to, to do that. So, yeah, easy. Yeah. Darlow in. Don't work out. Doesn't matter. Darlow in. Absolutely. Love it. Um, if you've enjoyed listening to Joe, make sure you check him out on the captain videos, which are every Tuesday sort of afternoon um, and, and the scout cast, which is every Tuesday evening. They'll be uh, starting again from the build up the first week, the build up to the game week one. So not next week. Um, the week after if you've enjoyed this video if you're enjoying the pre-season content as well uh, make sure you like this video and subscribe uh, to the channel we really appreciate it uh, also in every pre-season video we're doing this see uh, this season um, from now uh, if you uh, drop uh, us a comment just saying if you're what you think of the video um, and drop your fantasy football scout username um, in as well we're giving out one free membership um, on every video so if you're a free member you can claim that for yourself if you've already got a membership uh, you can nominate someone else so just drop their username um, instead but we really appreciate all the feedback and comments uh, and it's great to be doing content again isn't it joe it feels like a long yes, been a long yeah. been, been a long time been a few weeks back at it <laughs> yep ready for success <laughs> absolutely uh thank you joe for joining me uh thanks everyone for watching and we will see you very soon